Yeah. So okay, cool. we are live, sir. We are live. Okay. So whenever you're ready. All right. You'll never be ready. You'll never be ready. Let me just like. Hi, guys. Let me just like burp a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> Would you like to start? Sure. Okay. Hi, guys, and welcome to our podcast called Brainstorm. We want you to trash your erasers. We're here to lead you through the wilderness of art making. Um, We are going to talk about not so much do's and don'ts of art making, but more so kind of your own personal experience with it, dealing with the different trials and tribulations the ups the downs and the coffee fueled in-betweens yes indeed um <laughs> so Kato, would you like to introduce yourself yes okay so my name is Kato. i am a caffeine crackhead a monster enthusiast scad <laughs> grad and i never want to grow up i'm garrett garrett lie i'm a bicon bisexual icon Stealing that from Gabby Dunn. I am also a <laughs> SCAD grad and I am a professional. I'm a professional. Something. Yes, we're both professionals. We are so, <laughs> oh, so, so professional. professional. Yes. Uh, yes. So today's topic, fittingly enough, is da, 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 you will never be ready. Yes, indeed. So I just, I just want to paint a little picture for y'all. <laughs> it's a little a little word picture you know yeah uh, so uh picture this if you will mm-hmm. i'm in a very dark room in my parents house there's a restless cat that's attacking cardboard box a half empty dos equis beer mm. uh, my phone's about to fall off the mm-hmm. desk and yeah that is my professional setup right now i'm in a dark basement accompanied by a large mocha and i've got a shitty mic i've been trying for the past hour to get all of my technology working and a half dead phone and anxiety so we both have some pretty jank setups and we love it yeah oh yeah so what i also want to say is kind of a little bit about what we do kind of before we dive into um just how not ready we are (laughs) but um so my interest is primarily in comics and illustration that's kind of what i the type of work that i do gotta what about you god what do i do well i create a lot of monsters um i'm very interested in concept art um i tried comics for a little while and decided i hated them (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the fiery passion, <laughs> an unfathomable fiery passion. Uh, but my true passion in life is got to be um, a mix of concept art, illustration, and traditional painting. I'm kind of all over the place. That's beautiful. It's a beautiful marriage. I'm a beautiful fucking mess, y'all. Yeah, ain't we all? Ain't we all? <laughs> okay, so as you guys have heard, we don't have the prettiest setup right now, and we are starting before we're ready. Uh, and that's kind of the point of this episode. So I just wanted to kind of dive into other situations where we have not been ready in terms of our artwork um, and highlight some things so that you guys like understand that 
it's not something that's required of you whenever you start anything. Um, yeah. Do you want to go first? <laughs> sure, 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 okay, sure. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right. So first of all, I have a, I have a deep, dark confession to make, Garrett. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is that I am a chronic perfectionist and a chronic thrower away of my artwork. Because, oh, no. Yes, I know. I just go through phases where I like toss shit out. Like just, I actually had this really dramatic moment the other day where I wanted to throw a canvas I was working on into the sea because <laughs> I happened to be on the docks. I was like, oh. what if I just hurl this <laughs> into in Poseidon's bottle? <laughs> and then I thought of uh, the manatees, and I was like, you know what? They don't need acrylic poisoning. That's I'm true. Dramatic. I'm very perfectionistic. Uh, I'm very obsessive with my art. I'm one of those mm-hmm. people that can just keep picking at one detail after another um, and then decide that I hate it and you know, try to dramatically recreate a scene from like a Hallmark movie and just like throw my phone into the water. Um, so hold up, hold up. Is is acrylic poisoning a thing? I thought only oil was that toxic. Oh, God knows. It would explain a lot. <laughs> if it was toxic. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, I've had the feelings in me for years. They're coursing I've through my veins. I've been absorbing heavy metal poisoning. <laughs> Oh, from but, every um, from every type of art supply there is. Oh, honestly, probably. But uh, yeah, so I'm a chronic perfectionist. And, you know, I want to say that I've overcome it, but I really haven't. It's a work in progress. Um, yeah. Would you find, obviously, kind of that perfectionism slows you down? Oh, yeah. It honestly, for a while, prevented me from even starting anything. Especially when I was in art school. Oh, yeah. I would procrastinate to the last minute because I wanted it to be perfect. I didn't know that. I thought it was just because, like, I didn't know that was what prevented you. Because for me, I also would procrastinate kind of like out of that same fear. And the fear more recently, I think what keeps me from doing art is feeling out of practice with it. And like, I haven't drawn in a while. So like every time... I sit down to do it which these days is like rarer than when I was in school like I feel like I was really in a habit when I was in school but now it's like I my fear of not being good anymore like I have lost a skill or something even though that's like it's illogical it's, yeah, yeah is what keeps me from doing it yeah I found that you know, there was a lot of pressure I put on myself to be the best, whatever that means, mm. uh, you know, perform really well, because I was afraid of kind of disappointing my professors, disappointing myself, disappointing my fellow students. Um, and oh I put God. so much pressure on myself. <laughs> that's I so come intense. From a very, yeah, I come from a very high achieving family. So that's where it comes from. You know, I okay, but, that um, makes sense. Yeah, I feel like, especially in this podcast, we're going to get down to, like, our roots and other people's roots. Because, honestly, a big part of your practice, if it's a big part of your life, like, then it's also going to affect your art. Like, I think people try to, like, separate those things. But they're, they're, like, a a reason, as you said, it's, like, it it is kind of, like, linked to your, your family. That's wild. Yeah. 
I mean, art ultimately, I mean, the way I define it is that mm-hmm. it's a reaction to both the inner world and the outer world. Okay. I like yes. that. So, you know, the, the, you can't divorce yourself from mm-hmm. your artwork because your artwork is made up of the experiences that you've had, both your training, the way you interpret things, the way you were raised. Um, you know, I firmly believe that that is what makes you an artist and um, what you ingest comes out kind of like yeah. poop. So <laughs> poop, poop, poop. <laughs> Poop, poop. Oh, we already got to the poop jokes. Welcome um, to the poop cast. Yeah, welcome to the poop cast, y'all. That's the name um, of our doc. <laughs> it really is. Um, <laughs> we're really professional here. Mm. Um, but as I was saying, yeah, I'm very perfectionistic. And that prevented me from starting a lot of pieces and stopped me from finishing a lot of pieces. Because I was like, you know what? This isn't up to the standard I had in my head. So I'm just going to trash it. And it's never going to see the light of day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've kind of tried to force myself to overcome this by just focusing on completing pieces, yeah. um, and kind of not giving a shit what it looks like, just giving myself a time limit. For example, I've started a, a demon series where I'm illustrating the demons of, um, the, I'm going to butcher this, Dichinar Infernal, um, which was a French book published in like the, the 1800s, I believe about you know demons and the occult and all kinds of spooky good stuff Uh, but i've given myself a time limit of i'm just gonna work on these illustrations for two to three days and that's it and whatever it looks like i'm gonna publish it yeah Um, which has been completely nerve-wracking for me it's been awful every time i upload something it's just with a sense of um complete dread and fear oh same here Um, yeah i've been doing that too in terms of like kind of like not really liking even what I post but you kind of just have to be confident that somebody else will you know yeah and no matter what mistakes you see in it your hope is that others don't <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and I think when we work on pieces for extended periods of time um we're staring at this thing for hours and hours or days or weeks or whatever yeah it is. we know it intimately uh, yeah. Whereas a person scrolling through their dash or visiting an art gallery or whatever the case may be is only going to look at it for a couple minutes. Yeah, they most. just go like pop. Bing. Yeah. Sometimes um, scroll right by. Like, my big thing is composition. Like, I love um, composing artwork so that people stay stuck in it. Um, <laughs> that's like, because if it doesn't have like a good composition or if it's not like hitting rule of thirds or whatever and we'll probably talk about that later um we definitely will yeah then it's it's not gonna land on someone they're just gonna scroll right past it absolutely yeah that's an aside yes so that's been one method for me another method has been just telling myself i'm gonna draw for two to five minutes maybe Mm -hmm. 15 if i'm feeling real wild Um, yeah and just in those two to 15 minutes just tell myself I'm not going to worry about what I'm drawing I'm not going to worry about whether it's perfect I'm not going to worry about whether it looks good I'm just going to draw and I find that going in with no expectations going in with a beginner's mind almost has helped me so much uh, because I find that once I get over that initial perfectionistic fear of starting and just start doing something uh, the rest comes easier 
Yeah, it's really starting that is so scary and that prevents people from doing a lot of things. And if you can just get in the habit of like overcoming the roadblocks to just start, that's really helpful. I've also heard of having like a ritual. Like, so when you sit down. (laughs) A ritual to the dark lord. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like like being like i'm gonna like brush my teeth and then do art or like some dumb thing like that is like you're like i'm gonna like do a happy dance and then sit down and do art i'm gonna get my stuff out like that's like that tends to be one that i hear the most is like having this like getting your stuff out ritual like to start Mm. doing art and maybe putting on music or whatever like getting yourself into a headspace for me i noticed that i really like wearing headphones when i like do art yeah just like putting on headphones even if i'm doing something else puts the desire in me to like ooh, like i'm really like bopping to this right now i want to make some art <laughs> <laughs> well for me it's uh the initial you know goat sacrifice that really gets me going oh yeah you know, just uh <laughs> you know ancient ruins and there goes bleedy the goat mm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But no, really, uh, what gets me going is a nice cup of coffee. Yeah, um, that like, I yeah, that I guess I, coffee also helps me too. Yeah, it, it was something that I've just done my whole life. Um, either coffee or tea or soda or some kind of nice, beautiful Drank. beverage. Mm. <laughs> There's something uh, especially really nice and charming about a hot cup of coffee. Plus the caffeine boost. Um, Plus I'm hopelessly addicted. Yeah. Um, So I find that my ritual is brew a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, sit down, have a couple sips, and just start kind of doodling until something comes out. That's Um, good. That's something that I I struggle with is just being like, I'm just going to draw whatever. Like we're just gonna like try to just draw whatever we want, like. But that's that's good though. I mean, whatever gets you going. Uh, yeah. Another thing I've been doing is um, trying to draw more traditionally. And when I draw traditionally, and I have no freaking idea what I want to do, I will just make shapes. Um, yeah. With a highlighter, I'll just make triangles and squigglies and squares and what have you. And then I'll go in with a pen because I've stopped erasing. That's and, right. Um, That's yeah, right. Yeah, no erasing. No trash erasers. Trash them. Trash them. Trash them. So I've <laughs> stopped erasing and just go straight into ballpoint pen and um, draw my sketchbook. Yes. Uh, and, you know, ultimately, the way I see it is you wouldn't run a marathon or a 5k or whatever you athletic people do without stretching and warming up and drinking water so why would you start on a huge ambitious piece without doing some warm-up sketches you know yeah since working Um, out i've noticed those like adjacencies how they're like pretty similar yeah (laughs) i don't know what that is (laughs) (laughs) you wouldn't run a marathon that you've never run in your life without drinking water (laughs) Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, I've also never run a marathon, so I'm yeah. also a poser. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's another area of my life where I've kind of been afraid of diving in because I feel like I'm not ready. You know, I feel like, oh, I don't have the right shoes or uh-huh. I don't have the right workout clothes. Live I mean, with really. me. Oh my God. Once I got workout clothes, I was like, 
I was in. <laughs> we in it, baby. Yeah. Um, but you know, when in reality, I could very well take a walk or do some push-ups or um, do some Ugh. body. Doing that at home, thing. though, like this is one of the other things I have found similar about drawing and working out is that like I love leaving my house, and <laughs> so like doing that with art as well as um working out like yeah working out at home is just really intimate like strangely you're like too aware of what you're doing and but also working out in front of people is kind of like performative and you're kind of like looking at everybody and everybody's looking at you and it, that is exactly the same with art. Like when I'm at home doing art, I'm like too aware that I'm doing it. And I'm just very, I'm like overthinking. But then doing art outside of the house is also kind of performative because maybe you have headphones in, you're like jamming to your music <laughs> or whatever. Like you're in front of people. So you feel a need to kind of put on a front, whatever front that is. Like maybe you're just pissed off. See, but... that, that, that I'm the opposite. That gives me paralyzing anxiety yeah well I, uh... it's hard <laughs> it's definitely hard like y- you just have to know which mood you're in you're like do i want to see people or be seen by people do i want to get dressed like a lot of times with art, i'll end up staying home more be- but like with working out for some reason even though you look more disgusting like <laughs> i like to do that outside of the house because it keeps me more accountable but even with art like if you have friends around I noticed that whether you're in public or you're in your home with friends or with roommates, like having other people around keeps you accountable, you know? Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, I find that my productivity pretty much skyrockets if I'm on art call with people or, oh yeah, you know, physically with them because we're all supporting each other. We're all drawing. We're all keeping each other accountable. And Um, even just like silent company, sometimes I'm just like the fact that someone else is there keeps me so focused. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I recently had an experience where it was difficult because it was, it involved performing in front of a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, in a space and setting and medium that I was not prepared for, which was mm-hmm. plain air painting. Dun, dun, dun. So I went into it thinking, wow, this is going to be really fun and easy, even though I've never really done it before with a full setup like an easel and my paints and all that jazz I've done traveling plein air with like a traveling watercolor um, case and a little sketchbook something really portable but I've never done it with a proper freaking canvas (laughs) a table etc and it happened to be the windiest day on earth uh when i did this competition earth had ever seen literally the windiest day the earth has ever seen it was apocalyptic (laughs) and in miami of all places so i was doubly not prepared so it was so windy that my canvas would literally fly off my easel and hit me in the face like i wish that was an exaggeration but it wasn't i actually ruined one of my favorite dresses it's covered in paint because my canvas fucking attacks me it was just like, bitch, um, no! No! Bitch, no! <laughs> so it was literally a fucking slap to the face. Uh, the universe was being very literal. Rude. In its, in its metaphor. But, uh, you know, so I was, besides being abused by my canvas, I was also fighting the wind. I was also fighting performance anxiety. Oh, yeah, because you're in front of people. Yes. So there were people yeah. coming around, talking to me. Oh, my God. Uh, that I would had be to so pretend- nerve-wracking. 
Yeah, I had to pretend like I wasn't a sweating, socially anxious mess, which was fun. And uh, yeah, I got super sunburned. <laughs> and I ended up punching a hole through my painting unintentionally because as I was as I was scraping with my palette knife, a giant gust of wind came out of nowhere. So it literally just punched right through you the just canvas. Stabbed your painting. Just <laughs> and I was like, you're unhinged. I you could just, put that in some kind of gallery and just be like, it was an artistic expression. <laughs> it was an expression of my rage. Stop my painting. Yeah, and it was super embarrassing because everybody noticed. And during the judging part of the competition, everybody kept talking about I it. I forget this is a competition. Oh my god, that's yes. even more scary. Yes. Oh, so fuck. um, I was... Thoroughly humbled, um, yes. thoroughly embarrassed, thoroughly unprepared. But I learned a lot from it. You know, yeah. sometimes you really have to fail and fall on your face and get physically assaulted by a canvas for you to really get the point that it's okay to be unprepared. Yes. Um, Amen. Yeah. So, Garrett, uh, do you want to share some of your experiences where a universe has metaphorically slapped you in the face with a canvas? Oh, God. That's actually interesting because I feel like when I do start something, this is kind of, this is a good thing, you know, but perhaps a lot of hubris is in this sentiment is that I feel like when I do start something, it tends to like go pretty well, um, which is, is good, like? but I mean, <laughs> it think it's just like anything that's helped is just preparedness but i have this crippling procrastination so i don't know there i mean there have been tons of things in terms of life life experiences like usually when i start something even if it's not perfect what i realize after i've started it is like oh this is this is better than i thought it would be which is good that i have an inner voice that will tell me that because it will keep me going but i <laughs> like but i also don't take risks like plein air painting so <laughs> i feel like maybe if i dove into more risks that um i would get slapped in the face more and i also i just i just feel like i have a healthy fear of certain things but you know i will say that life has slapped me in the face in terms of next steps i've wanted to take like, as I said, I feel like once I take those steps, everything turns out good. But of course, like anybody else, there are roadblocks that prevent me from starting. Sometimes it's procrastination. I can talk about moving and graduating. This is yes, kind of... Please. Yeah, I feel like this is just <laughs> something I feel like we could just devote an entire episode to, and we probably will. But after I graduated from SCAD, Savannah College of Art and Design, also known as SAD, um, <laughs> I... No, SCAD was great. After, after I graduated SCAD, though, it was not great. And I moved home because I hadn't seen my family for four years, like most college kids. Yeah, I was at home. And it wasn't... It was not good. It was... I planned to do it for about two or three months and that would have been fine, but it ended up being five or six months because I don't know, from a very privileged point of view, I was just like, mom, dad, like, give me some more money after you spent $50,000 a year on me. I mean, like I had, you know, scholarships, so it wasn't actually that much, but um, <laughs> like, so I can move very far away from you. 
And they weren't really down to do that. They weren't down to take that risk. They're from a different time. So um, their reaction was like, get a job first, you know, a typical boomer reaction, if you will. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So they wanted me to get a job elsewhere that would decide my move, which people don't really do anymore. Um, And like, if they do, you're like obscenely talented. You're like, inappropriately talented like (laughs) the stuff you create is pornographic to people and realistically i've been drawing all my life and i don't think that's where i'm at and i don't think um despite drawing all my life despite going to school for four years that's not a result that i yielded but i also was not looking for the right jobs i was like maybe i can be a momi like motion media person like maybe that's what i'm supposed to do because these were the jobs that were available these were the jobs that were on indeed and someone like me who was like a little weeb growing up loving like manga and comics those jobs aren't on indeed those aren't (laughs) that's not the track like for this profession and again i think we should have an episode in the future i was gonna like write that down like i might as well um jot it down baby yeah maybe where we talk about like the actual tracks of our careers especially if you guys are trying to get um careers or jobs or opportunities that are similar um but yeah it's it doesn't it doesn't go like that it just did not go that way for me in terms of like hi this is what i am uh hire me i was like trying to pretend to be more graphic design and that just like didn't work out so anyway my dream was always to just move to portland which is where i am now without being ready um and just freelance here because I feel like this is something that I know to do. Like, I've always kind of, like, started stuff before I was ready. If I wanted to edit a video, if I wanted to draw something, I would just, like, dive into it and suck hard. I know I wouldn't. I know I, I just probably just <laughs> promised I wouldn't say suck. Um, <laughs> I made him promise before the episode not to I say know. the word suck. I'm sorry. You weren't ready at the I time. Wasn't, I wasn't ready to be, you know, whatever I've tried to do, I was not ready. You so, were a beginner. You were yeah and you know you just learn along the way and it turns out and i'm not gonna say moving out here was good because um you know before my pair i had any kind of green light i moved back down to savannah which a lot of people would argue was a bad move or a step backwards but thankfully caro opened up her house to me and <laughs> um and i was able to kind of get back on my feet mentally and emotionally because i was like a garbage mess like i showed up with with a tv in my hand when i was moving i remember and our friend jack <laughs> was there helping me bring my stuff in and i what got really mentally unhealthy in ohio with my parents because i was just working all the time with no breaks and i would just wake up grind all day applying for jobs go to bed and that's all I did I had one friend in that town and I was just so tunnel visioned and had so many bad mental side effects I still had these like weird notes and shit that I left for myself that were just very private and I brought this um tv (laughs) in (laughs) from from my car (laughs) and on my tv there's just a sticky note that says 
be relentless and jack is just like what is the what is this like why is it <laughs> why did you have a sticky note on your tv that says be relentless so total wake-up call it was so good for me to go to savannah even though it looked bad to everybody else because then i went there with Gato. we came up with an action plan and before we were ready necessarily with jobs we made a plan to move out here and i was lucky enough to be able to follow through with that we went on like a month-long road trip and anyway now i'm here now i have a job that i would have liked to have two years ago um but i didn't know i could just look for jobs in the vein of my specialty like i I did not know this would be a possibility but you know in terms of on the subject of you'll never be ready and you know diving into things sometimes too soon sometimes you aren't ready and sometimes things prevent you from doing that things like mental health um you know and i could do a whole i know because because you weren't able to join us on the trip that allowed me to move out here for you know that kind of reason um so there were a lot of things personal things that came up for me uh most of which were centered around um physical health Mm -hmm. um so it was very humbling to me yeah. um, to have this grand plan of moving out to Portland or moving out to Seattle, planning this big month long road trip, um, kind of like a last hurrah before going into the working world. And then suddenly life metaphorically slapped a canvas in my face and yeah. suddenly I had to move back home. These are just all like steps back that I feel like sometimes they're necessary, you know? Yeah. It's like one step back, two steps forward yeah um kind of thing yeah so So, i don't think you should ever be ashamed um of those things if you feel like you're stepping back and it feels wrong and it feels unfair like in the moment but in the end if you are taking a step back in order to take steps forward and you're truly not ready and life is being like you know there are levels like sometimes you're not ready to do something and it works out for me it was really goddamn hard to set up this rig in order to record today it took an hour and a half and if i had only allotted that amount of time to it then i wouldn't have been ready and a canvas would have slapped me in the face but luckily we allotted a little bit more time to it which is nice because i know it's super late for kato right now (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that was my experience that might be unique to me but there are all kinds of art related kind of experiences that i've had with that too um but i guess that is always the elephant in the room for me is kind of like how how i got where i am and to me that is also artistic you know because life and art it's all one thing hey Hey. yeah so i mean i think the biggest example we have together right now is this podcast itself i mean i don't feel fucking ready yeah yeah i know (laughs) i don't know about you but like i said just setting up has been an uphill battle yeah Um, absolutely it's been something that we've talked about for months and months and finally it's coming to fruition and i certainly don't feel ready i mean at the time of recording this we don't even have an intro we don't have a proper you know recording space quote unquote a recording time we're not even together yes we're across the country almost as far away as can be yeah literally (laughs) oh god i didn't think about that yeah i'm at the dick tip of florida and he's in 
the Pacific, Pacific Northwest. Northwest. So that's a pretty wild amount of distance. But um, so it's been a journey, absolutely, both personally, artistically, and even now. And something else I wanted to mention is just that I started using markers and I was not very good at it. I I wanted Copics and my family couldn't get them for me immediately, obviously, because they're expensive. So I just started using Prismacolor markers and working with those. And rather than starting with the nicest thing, I was just like, I'm going to start with something that's a little bit worse and work my way up. I've also done that, you know, I think... Everyone can relate to also maybe doing that with digital art and having like their jank little tablet. (laughs) I remember (laughs) starting my first digital art was MS Paint with a mouse. I know I did that too. That was so The level of perseverance (laughs) that I feel like that takes is like nothing else. Like you can't talk to like an 11 year old kid today who's like, and I grew up fucking like doing these paintings in ms paint with a <laughs> like that Yo, is kids will never know the struggle <laughs> oh i know i know i sound like that but it's just a total like it's, it's so such funny. a workaround like we enslaved ourselves we literally, <laughs> it was masochistic to do that <laughs> i remember yeah before i even got my tablet my first tablet ever which is a bamboo fun tablet it was oh. i think 200 dollars or something like that and it okay. was like the most precious thing in the world to me but before that i used a mouse i pirated photoshop i'm a <laughs> swashbuckling fiend okay <laughs> i i pirated photoshop and for the longest time i didn't have a tablet for it so i would just use photoshop with a mouse a goddamn mouse a goddamn mouse yeah you can start with anything also just being a child i think it's a lot harder to be older and to want to start something or start something artistic um because as a kid the reason why kid you know why an artist who starts as a child grows up to then be an artist and it's because they don't necessarily like have the visual critical skills yet at all like they don't really know what's good they don't really know what's bad it's just kind of this blind thing that they go into just starting whatever they want to do and yeah as they go you know they learn about basics and things like that which helps to like elevate them but i feel like adults you know they have they're too hard on themselves they have too hard a critical eye and so when they draw something or create something that they think looks bad they stop and they quit you know yeah but i think it's important to adopt that childlike mentality because you're not going to be van gogh the first time even doing even being an artist and you know you need to do warm-ups like before you can just shit something out that's beautiful <laughs> like <laughs> yeah no absolutely i mean i've talked to so many people who you know when I was doing that plain air event people would come up to me and talk to me and be like oh I wish I could do that like I remember I used to draw or I used to paint or I used to do da 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 as a kid and I was like well why did you stop and they're like well I wasn't very good and you know I felt like I shouldn't keep going with it and that makes me really sad yeah Um, because art is ultimately about persistence and study and learning and it's also just application. So, it's just also so good for like your brain. Like it's it's and for your soul. A, just yeah, yeah. I think it's just good for you in general. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, that's that's one of the big things that makes me 
deeply sad is when people quit art because they feel like they're not where they're at and they feel like they can't improve. So they just mm -hmm. give it up in that moment instead of sticking with it. Totally. I, I think to be an artist, you have to be a stubborn fuck. Like, yeah, no, you gotta be true. so stubborn. Really <laughs> oh my God. I would just be up <laughs> at 11 years old at like four in the morning. Just like, I'm gonna finish this. Like out of spite towards nobody but myself. Just like, you lazy bitch. Like you don't oh do anything God. all day. Like, and oh, you need, like, there has to be, there does have to be a little bit of a level of drive and perseverance. But like, I feel like it's also just so parallel to life. Like, if you want to create something or you want to do something, whether it's in life or in art, it's just so similar. You like, it's problem solving. If you want to create something and you have a hard time doing it, the only way to make it happen is just to keep going and to hit each challenge one after the next. And that's the same if you're like shading or rendering a hand and you make a wrong step or you find that like, oh, this is kind of hard, you know, as a, if you keep going and if you fix those things, it's just the same as if you're in a bad situation in life, you know, it, yeah. I think it teaches you one teaches you a lot about the other. Absolutely. I mean, I had a teacher, um, my high school teacher actually didn't start painting until she was in her 50s or 60s. Um Dang. Yeah, she had gone her whole life without really doing any art. And then she just started and became a professional and became a professional art teacher. Dang, that's so, so cool. That's like a whole yeah. second or third act. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think it stems from the idea that there's almost like this myth, and we're going to talk about this in another episode, but the myth that artists are born, not made kind of thing. Yeah. Um. When in reality, art is, again, it's just a lot of persistence. It's a lot mm -hmm. of training. It's a lot of application. It's a lot of perseverance. It's um, just a desire, like, acted upon, you know? If you want to be good at something, then you just have to do it. it that was, like, a quote or something I read somewhere. Mm -hmm. Don't quote me on that because I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's so true. Um, So, you know, I encourage everybody, if you feel like, well, I'm not very good right now and you want to stop, don't. Like, keep don't going. Stop. Push push through yeah. it. Don't stop. Not only start before you're ready, but also keep going before you're ready. Mm -hmm. So, you know, our message to you today, dear listeners, mm -hmm. is to start that comic project. Start that yeah. illustration series. Apply for that fucking job because... You'll never, You'll never be, be ready. ready, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, we can't wait to go on a journey with you guys and see where this podcast goes. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good journey. We're going to get a lot done and talked about. And I think you'll all be able to come away with like some tips that will help you navigate this as well no matter like young or old i think these topics are pretty relevant to everybody yeah and most of all we just want to make sure that you don't feel alone in this in this wild art world um yes both not only the art world but just the world at large and how very difficult it can be sometimes yeah a hundo percent sometimes <laughs> life is hard yes <laughs> life life can be very hard but and so can art you know, yeah we're hoping but you find persevere 
persevere do it anyway it's okay if you're not ready none of us are yes so that's gonna be it for us folks yeah that's it all right till next time see ya and remember to brainstorm